Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. We have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its video podcast, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living. goodness. Woo! How grand. And aren't we all rising? Yes. 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 And that's what this year, of all years, throughout the centuries of human experience is about. The grand rising. Now it turns out that some folks were being a little upset, concerned, because in our world where people are rapping and poeting a lot, I've never done that before, poeting. <laughs> Poetizing? <laughs> they were hearing something in the phrase good morning that didn't work for them because they thought it meant morning. Right? Morning, morning. And we've been doing a lot of that in rap and hip-hop and, you know, like that. So they're choosing to say, as they're rising up in the morning, grand rising. Right? And it becomes a spiritual affirmation. It's a grand rising. The sun is rising. I am rising. Consciousness is rising. Humanity is rising to become the divinity that we are. Yes. Yes. And that is why it's on the cover of Science of Mind this month. And that is why that was the theme for the very first Sunday in 2024. I've got a hollow thing happening. <laughs> it's kind of cool. <laughs> so this, this thing has been going around slowly but steadily, primarily in the African-American community, which is really cool. And a bunch of kids were hanging out in the homeless shelter in Oklahoma City. Five guys were sharing a room. And a couple of them saw this thing on TikTok where people were suggesting, you know, you don't have to say good morning anymore. You could say grand rising to people. And they kind of, I kind of like that. So they went to the staff at the homeless shelter and they said, can we do this? Can we shift from saying good morning to grand rising. And the staff kind of went along with it. And so three out of the five guys that were sharing this one room started using this. And they started creating vision boards. And they started thinking about what would a grand rising from being in a homeless shelter look like? Yeah? Yeah. And they started 
picking up on the idea of affirmations, this strange notion, you know? <laughs> that if I say what I intend to experience in my life and in the world, I might actually experience it. Now, many of us have been taught not to do that. We've been taught literally not to name what we hope for. Right, that's an act of pride, right? How could you be so prideful? Who do you think you are? Well, we know. We know that who we truly are is the I am. God is I am, right? God is I am. It's all one, yes? So when we allow ourselves to do what Emma Curtis Hopkins says, which is to commit ourselves to that which we most hope for. Ah, an amazing thing happens. Now, some of you have seen a quote out there. It's a couple paragraphs long. It's supposed to be something that Johann Goethe said. He only said one sentence in it. A guy named Bill Murray wrote a book, and it was in the introduction to the book. But basically, it says, that which we are committed to, fully committed to, the whole universe aligns to bring forth. And we know this as the law of the word. As I speak the word, I think the word, I feel the word, that's the radiant I am for some of you who know Hopkins' work. I am the word and I become a radiating tower of this idea, of this possibility, of this hoped for experience. And as I radiate it, what begins to happen? The world around us begins to demonstrate what we are radiating. And then it starts coming back in more and more forms and ways and people. And this becomes our experience. A grand rising for each of us. And what is happening today in the world is it's happening for all of us. And sometimes that feels really wonderful and sometimes not so good. Because there's these old thought patterns and these old habits that we kind of have to say, I like you, you were wonderful, no longer, bye. <laughs> we release them. But they've been bringing experiences in alignment with them because we have spoken them and said them and thought them and felt them for so many years. They have been bringing us the experiences. And so we sometimes experience those old thoughts, even when we think we're focused on the thing that we are hoping for. Sigh. So we negate them. We realize that whatever is coming up that doesn't appear to be in alignment with that which I have claimed, which I hope for, is an appearance based on past thinking, not the current reality. The reality with a capital R is God. As Sean reminded us earlier, God is in all beings. God is all beings. The one is expressing as all things and beings everywhere. So it's all good. So if it doesn't appear to be good, something's screwing my own thinking. 
I don't think I've used my perceptual framework image here. <laughs> this is how we all see the world. <laughs> this is the thoughts we were trained to experience when we were two, three, five, seven. And then we added a few when we were 13 or 20. All right. So what we are beginning to do, especially in Centers for Spiritual Living and some unity churches, is we're beginning to dissolve those old limits and blocks to our good. <sighs> and I get to see the world as it truly is. And what begins to happen is it begins to be more and more heavenly as I understand heaven. It can't be anybody else's understanding of heaven. It has to be mine because I'm seeing it, right? Right. So if someone in some book somewhere said, this is the perfect world, maybe. What is it that my heart is hoping for? So when I was in graduate school and I was being a futurist and all that good stuff, I made it a point to read all the utopian novels and descriptions I could find. I could find about 150. And that included Star Trek. <laughs> Cornucopia economy, yes. <laughs> Everybody getting along and moving together, yes. <laughs> yes, and people being, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> so as we allow ourselves to explore possible utopia, utopia is a wonderful world, it, word, it means good, EU means good, topia means place, but you without the E also means no. So a utopian description is describing something that doesn't exist but would be good. <laughs> so we don't want utopias. We want what is defined in the Bible as heaven on earth. In fact, as heaven merging. For those of you who do the Course in Miracles, it's very, very clear. It's the end of earth over here and heaven over here and the beginning of the two merged. That's where we are in human history. Can you believe that? Please believe that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> really, I mean it. Believe that. Because every mind that is aligned with that idea is helping to bring it forth. A lot of you have heard of Rupert, Murda, uh, Rupert Sheldrake. <laughs> Not Murdoch. Sheldrake. <laughs> Sheldrake's theory of morphic resonance, the morphogenic field concept, right? So every cell in my body has its own little field, and they're all in harmony to make this being here, which is its own resonant field. And we're all in harmony to make this resonant field. And everyone who resonates with us all over the world is part of this field. And then this field is part of a larger field, part of a larger field, part of a larger field. And ultimately, it's what we call the one. <laughs> and somewhere between the totality of the one and the individuality of the person is what we call the field of humanity, the mind of humanity. And we 
are, each of us, the ocean in a drop of the mind of humanity. The totality of the mind of humanity is in each of us. And the field of morphic resonance means that as each of us accept the possibility of heavenly, earthly experience, all humanity is moving in that direction. And it is moving in that direction. I continue to do some work as a futurist, and I'm continuing to track a set of trends. And I got to tell you, don't pay attention to what the media is telling you. <laughs> all right? There's a lot of glitches in the process because, well, we've all got those old thoughts back there trying to show up, right? <sighs> Whenever we get hooked by them, we release them. Whenever we see something that disturbs us, disgusts us, we release the thought and we know the truth. God is, I am. It's all good. Yes. What we want is love. What we are is love. What is unfolding around us is love. Yes. <laughs> right? And love in all its marvelous forms, working together, playing together, being in union with the divine, being in unit with, union with others, right? All of that is love. The roses, yes. The music, yes. It's all love. And that is what we're all aiming for. And when we all accept that, then we get to experience it in this wonderful, mutual, interdependent web of life that is in the physical. Yes. Mm. So we are now rising. And it is a grand rising. Individually, collectively, and for all humanity. And now I'm going to take it the next step for all time. Not just a moment, not just a few hundred years, for all time. Because what's wonderful about fields is that they exist across all time and all space. And for those who buy into the multiverse theory, which I tend to, across all universes. Because that resonance is throughout all. There are no limits. No limits. So remember what I said about that which you could most hope for? The greatest you could hope for? There are no limits. No limits. Who we are is limitless. We cannot be limited by any old thoughts, time, space. We are infinite beings. So don't settle for a limited idea, because you won't be satisfied, and you'll be justifying the Buddha's first noble truth. <laughs> no thing ever fully satisfies. It can't. We're limitless. How could something limited ever fully satisfy? It may meet the need of the moment, it may fulfill a childhood or an old desire, wish, readiness. 
it may assist us along our path, but it cannot satisfy us forever. And at some point, that sense of dissatisfaction does come in. That doesn't mean it's not good. It's what Lloyd C. Douglas used to call the divine restlessness. <laughs> yeah, in the, uh, the Big Fisherman, if any of you remember reading that from decades past. The divine restlessness that moves us to our next level of limitless being. If I have been limited in any way now, I'm gonna be moved. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> it's the nature, believe it or not, it's the nature of heaven on earth to be constantly rising in our consciousness to become more fully who we truly are, to experience more and more completely that limitless one that is all that is. Oh my, oh my, yeah, we get to take that in. And then when the old thought patterns come in and say, yeah, really? <laughs> I call them the yabbits. <laughs> they come back. <laughs> the yabbits. But what's really, really cool is every time that I can say, you know, thank you very much, but you don't serve me anymore, goodbye. Most of it goes away, and there's only a little bit left. I call it the 80-20 rule. 80% goes, now I got 20%. Next time it comes up, 80% goes, now I got 4%. Next time it comes up, 80% goes, now I got 0.16%. <laughs> And that time, usually, I recognize it before it hits me. <laughs> and then I can go, ah, yeah, ignore that, negate that, dissolve that. Not true. <laughs> Windshield wipers. Not true. <laughs> because what is real, capital R real, is heaven and earth are merged now. And we are rising into the experience. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. 
Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.